That's No Moon. You're listening to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast discussing units, tactics, and more from the UK and Europe. Hello there, bonjour, hello, vitam, hola a todos, alan bika, ni hao, howdy how. And the reason I said all that that way is because that's the people that have listened around the world to our first episode. Many languages, many listeners. We love it. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Cockles and this is That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Uh, with me today are, well, the same people as last time, really. Um, so uh, because, well, we have nothing better to do on a on a Thursday night when the World Cup's on, when Brazil and Serbia are playing and it's Thanksgiving and the NFL's on, what are we doing? Uh, first of all, Mr. Ollie Dyer, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, how are we doing? It's good to be back. Second time running, so we must have done something right. I know. I think we did do something right. I had. So I was just saying. I went to an event at uh, Darksphere, and um, I got some very positive feedback. It was very nice to hear some people. So, um, yeah, that was good to hear. Uh, and then the other person who's involved, Mister AJST. How are you doing, Andy? Yeah, not bad. Pretty good for a Thursday night. Uh, for a Thursday night, yeah. Well, well, it's Thursday. This probably will drop then on the Friday. So, uh, to anyone who's American, happy Thanksgiving. We hope you had a good Turkey Day. If you're not American, that means nothing to you. Um, we hope you enjoyed the World Cup because that's what everyone else is doing. <laughs> um, on today's show, we will be talking a few things. We're going to do a little bit of it. We'll talk about some recent events that have taken place for Ollie and myself. Because uh, Andy. Oh, we did go to somewhere, he says. Well, there we go. Uh, we'll talk about what we played, who we played, and, and how we did. Um, after that, we will then go into what we call the feature I'm calling List and Ers. So we've had some lists sent in, which is actually really cool to hear back from people. Uh, so we're going to go through those. We've got three lists we'll have a look at, have a little chat about them, and, uh, well, just have a, little, have a little laugh. Some are funny, some are serious. We'll just see what the crack is. Then the serious stuff. The fourth, the fourth part of our show today. Margin of victory versus strength of schedule. Dun, dun, dun. A clash of titans. It's it's one of these things that divides. It Actually, I would say it not divides the community in, 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 a, in a negative way, but actually it's, it's quite interesting that most American tournaments that I know of are all strength of schedule based. Most European or non-American tournaments in general are all margin of victory based. So it's interesting to see why the, how that dynamic works and we'll talk what that we'll talk about that a bit in, in a bit more detail about the pros and cons and all that jazz and then we'll talk about some upcoming events and all that shenanigans as well so to start ollie you went somewhere didn't you you went to down weirdly you went down to a tournament that i couldn't make uh, very recently um in the deepest darkest necks of suffolk at alpha games I did. Um, yep. Which is just the other side of, well, I say the other side of Barry Snedmans. You might be one side of it, other people might be the other side. It's near Barry Snedmans. How's that? So, um, how'd you do? What'd you run? And how was all the event? So, just give us a breakdown. What we got. So, what did you run, please, first? So, I decided that I was tired of being a gentle rebel player and I decided to be go full scumbag and run Blizzard Force. Uh, so, I ran Blizzard Force with Operative Vader, a Becky, two heavy response units, and two Snows, one with a medical droid. Um, I had three very interesting games, all against quite uh, quite different lists. Uh, so game one, I was up against droid staps. So it was uh, Dooku, double magna, triple stap, and the rest was B1s. Um, unfortunately, my opponent threw Dooku out a little too early, and I was able to capitalize on it with the bikes. Um, and then Vader just started Who? chewing... 
who was your first opponent? Who was your first uh, opponent? So that was uh, our all, our favourite Worlds player who will be joining us over in America. That is Nav. Um, for any players that know him, I won't try and pronounce his full name. Is it uh, Nav? I Nav G. I think I played him in the Sunday on the Sunday uh, MKG and uh, MK. Sorry, uh, LGT. Good yes. bloke. Nice fella. Nice yeah, fella. Yeah, absolutely lovely guy. Uh, and I think he, he took a bit of a, a step out of Legion for a while, and he's absolutely smashing it back in at uh, events recently. So uh, it's always really nice to see him. Um, game two was against the last European champion, I think. Uh, and that was Jack Prouting. And Jack was running... Um, what was he running? So he was running a 13 activation Jin Erso double FD cannon with pikes, sniper teams, and core. Mm-hmm. Um, and he very, very nearly had me. It was a, it was a very, very close one. Um, I managed to one-shot Jin with Vader um before vader got taken off the table uh, and then the bikes were able to flank his snipers and catch uh, two of the teams out in the open so uh it was on bombing run and it was a 3-3 on kill points uh, who, victory to me and who was that who was that against sorry that, i might i missed i missed that. that that was against jack prouting that was, ah mr prouting he mr. of the prouting. very he of the very good painting and sponsor of mkgt i believe mm. oh, yes. absolutely yeah, uh, and then game 3 uh i was up against richard college who's a local oxford player He's no. Cambridge. He's Cambridge, Oxford. Don't I'm say a, things I'm like a, that. I'm a, I'm a northerner, mate. Therefore, Oxford and Cambridge are the same thing to me. Oh. 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 As a man, Cambridge. As a man, Cambridge bred. That that that's. Uh, you've just insulted. I might as well have just called you a Yorkshireman or a Lancashireman, depending on which one you are. I mean, you've called yeah. me both. So, it's well, <laughs> which one? Well, which might? Well, if you're one, then it's you hate a, the other. You know what I mean? Well, I'm pretty sure it's from Bradford, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have you know, sunshine. I am not. <laughs> this is, uh, so that's yeah. You've just insulted me deeply. You might I, as well have just. You might as well have just said. I'd, uh, I'd, no, I'd honestly yeah. really like to apologise, but it just doesn't affect me enough. <laughs> it's, it's fine. But yeah, no, uh, Rich. But, Rich. But, no, yeah. Rich is a Cam- Rich is a Cambridge local and uh, a regular opponent of mine because he's down my way. My neck of the woods. So, um, so uh, it was. Breakthrough, uh, battle lines, uh, and I think it was clear conditions. Uh, so Rich put all of his army that wasn't Boba Fett and Din Djarin. So he's running Empire with Callus. Um, so he put his entire entire army that wasn't Boba and Din on one side of the board, Not and on the other side of the, and on the other side of the board he put Boba and Din. Unfortunately, on that side of the board, I had Vader, two heavy response units, Ooh. two snowtroopers, Becky, and my bikes just pivoted and went for them too. How? Um, how did that work out? Did no one? Did he not? Or you not? Or did he just put them there and you went? I'll put everything there, and he still maintained this, maintained the plan. So I put down my four bikes first, and I set them fairly central um, in varying different angles, um, so that I could cover wherever models were being set. Um, at that point, I then started to add just a couple of just stormtrooper units and snowtroopers over on the uh, on my right hand side of the table. Um, and he decided that he would then put Din and Boba over there so that he could try and go after Bounty, um, which is obviously after Becky had been placed. And then I popped Vader down as well. Unfortunately, the terrain didn't do him any favours as there were windows all the way through. Uh, so there wasn't really anywhere that he could hide them. Um, so, you know, range four, three red, three white with two aims on them is, uh, is enough to kill Mandalorians, apparently. That would do it. I'm just going to put a point of order. For those of you who aren't, uh, experienced players. Becky is an Imperial officer. I would love. I don't know why she's called Becky. Why? Someone? 
Uh, I mean, that's a God-given name, Cockles. You just can't mess with these things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, fair enough. There's an answer to a question. Um, I believe it started over in America, or they've got a different name for her. But there, there is a, uh, there is a. It depends on where you go to, but her name occasionally changes. So, given that we are the European British podcast version of the podcast, does that not mean we have to give her a bit more of a? Oh, uh, like absolutely. Upstairs, downstairs name now. And not Here we call go. Becky. It's... Not call her oh, Becky. Here's Officer Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, surely it should be uh, Elizabeth after the Queen. That's behind like... us now, Andy. We can't. That's touching on, touching on old wounds. I feel like just. To, I feel like any, any imperial officer who's a female, definitely if she's called Margaret, definitely is surname surname Thatcher. So she should be called Maggie. As a as a, as a strong willed Northerner, that's exactly what I was thinking. So yeah, Maggie. The imper- <laughs> right. So I'm putting this out as a thing. If we can get this going on as a thing, so if you if you're in Britain and you're playing Maggie, she's not Becky. It's Maggie or Margaret, <laughs> depending on how posh you want to be. Let's see what we can go with that one. Anyway, uh, so you so you you, you won the tournament because you won because you ran Blizzard Force basically. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. Um, the it, it was oppressive and it just ran through pretty much anything it came up against. Um, Jack's list was the one where I was feeling most uh, sorry least likely to win. Um, again, that came down to kill points. To be honest, we we I'd put my bikes on one end of the board and he'd put his transporting units on the other side of the board and we just ignored each other um i killed his fds he he took two or three turns to kill a squad of heavy response stormtroopers uh and that's and that's what did it essentially um again blizzard force is is far from invincible um as games i've had with andy we're as always 50 50 um same list pretty much the same mission um it just depends on on the dice positioning and uh and what they're going up against how quickly did you manage to kill them fd cannons Oh, mate, not quickly. I've never, I've never known anybody. So Jet Prouting's white dice are premium reds. <laughs> I've never. I put two turns of four bikes, each one, into an FD cannon, and I did not kill it. And I was getting that, multiple hits. That's not. That's, that's painful. That's painful. It, it, it really was, mate. I was having a. I, I was. I was mildly crying on internally. Uh, so you, uh, so how was it? Was it a well attended event? Was the terrain good? Was it, I mean, because terrain on tables is is a is a subject that's that's going to be covered at some point in the future. So what, what was the crack? How was the crack? So low attendance, but high skill cap. That's um, good for this yeah. one. So fifty percent of the players players there held worlds tickets. Um, so you know you, you can't get any better practice than that. Um, terrain wise, um, I don't think the store itself, and I think the the store the store is great. Um, the guy in there was great, um, but he. Like most of his terrain is for forty k, um, and so that was quite considerably what we were playing with, um, which again, yeah. as as it did at um, LGT, you know, players who hadn't been playing long were able to make the cut, um, throwing Blizzard Force out there, um, because of lack of terrain um, and just the the huge advantage it gives to a list like Blizzard Force um, if the terrain isn't dense enough is uh, is absolutely wild. It will be interesting to see when. Both of you are going to Worlds? You are both going to Worlds, yes. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're flight, flight's booked. Well, I don't yeah. know if Andy's flight's booked because he gets his paid for. I was going to say, one of you had... One, I was going to say, definitely have one of you had a free flight. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, both of you going to... So it'll be interesting to see. Now, obviously, um, there's some brilliant hobbyists um, out there it, 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 out in the States who do make some amazing tables. So I expect the table game to be pretty strong, as it was when I went to Germany um, back in the late summer. So... 
I think, I don't know about you, but I've, I said this, I think, on the first show, our UK table game needs to really up itself. And I know there's some great hobbyists out there because I've met them and I've seen some great painting and I've seen it. So it's just a case of once we can, if we can get our our table game up, it will just make for better events, I think, going forward. I think it just depends on the stores that you go to. Yep. Um, like, I think, obviously, when you go to um, Seven City or MK or um, I'm trying to think of other ones, Element, like all of them have a good legion terrain, I would say. Um, I've not really had mega bag experience with them ones. No, it was just that one giant Millennium Falcon that was the issue uh, at one of those stores before, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, but we spoke to um, it was Justin when that event, wasn't it? So we spoke to him about it, and he adjusted it or um, took the feedback and broke up one of the uh, book down ATSDs, but as you say, terrain's just a topic in itself. Yeah. And it will just, and it, and it, I imagine that will evolve over time, given that there is a terrain, another terrain uh, piece coming out uh, soon. Is that released for late December, isn't it? The down deck swing. Uh, 16th of December, the same yeah. date as uh, Boba Fett. So the down deck swing will be interesting. So that's cool. So that's all good. Uh, and also, comment and you said about it. When I went to Dark Sphere, uh, as we'll that they actually they, the one of the store guys actually said, "Oh, what do you think of the terrain?" And I was just like, "Actually, it's pretty good." Yes, they had bits that were more catered to forty k, but then that's because it's a huge, like a much bigger game. Um, but on the whole, I didn't. There was terrain was good there. I didn't have an issue. It, it was enjoyable. There was good line of sight blockers, a good soft cover. There's probably more more hard cover stuff than there is soft stuff. That's probably the only. You know, my, I wouldn't call it a criticism. I'd call it maybe constructive feedback. That's the only thing I could say. But that's. Love that's just me, um, and all that jazz, and that segues nicely into um, into Dark Sphere where I, when I went there a couple of weeks ago. So as a preamble to this, I I couldn't settle on a list in any way, shape, or form, and I was just like, oh, I want to do this, oh, I want to do that, oh, I don't know what to do, and I I just had and I just gave up and just said to the boys, pick me a list, and they did. So they picked me the Yoda Padme Saber Tank. So yeah, Yoda Pad Yoda Padme Saber Tank. The bonus for that is the fact is that I'm a I would consider myself a pretty pretty experienced Yoda player because I because my one of my, my favorite one of my favorite lists and my most random list probably was Yoda Anakin, Double Bark, Wookies, and Core, and that was my jam. I loved it. Great list, great fun. It it did well. It did it, most of the time. It won. And I think it had an ending record of played 61, 42, lost 18, something like that. That was, it's pretty good. I've retired it for now, unless the points update, which is due to drop hopefully in December, early December, changes things. And that might change it quite significantly because I reckon Kenobi's going to go down by about 15 points. I, I, just reckon, they're, I reckon they're going to drop Operative <clears throat> Luke by 30 points. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're, we're on about uh, living in magical Christmas land, right? No, Kenobi has definitely so, got to get. Republic are going to get a little bit of help because I just think because the last the, 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 we said before their last RRG killed their spam dodge not spam uh, token, sharing. token sharing standby. So they lost a big thing of theirs. So that means it lost a lot of their playability. But I reckon they're going to get. I reckon they're going to get a bit of love in po- from their points. I just have a feeling that's going to happen. I also think in converse, I think Shadow Collective will go up a little bit, and I think. Um, a couple of droids, not a couple of the droids units will go up a little bit, like the spider and maybe the magna guard. But I expect some characters to come down. I reckon, I reckon Duke will come down a little bit. I reckon Yoda will come down by about five, and I reckon 
Anakin, the only one I think Anakin probably would go up because he, at the moment he's cheaper than Kenobi, but I think Kenobi should, and it should be the other way around for me. Well, That's I'm, what... hope, I'm, I'm hoping that Lando gets a 15-point uh, drop because that character has no business being 105 points. <laughs> well, this is, yeah. I don't know. I think Sharpshooter 2 with a red and a black with Pierce 1, isn't it? Sharpshooter 2, Pierce... Yeah, so you're basically gar- you're wounding once guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. He's basically a range-free sniper. He surges hits as well, doesn't he? Surge crit. Surge yeah. crit. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, but if you, if you, look, at, if you look at what Han Solo does... For yeah. less yeah, but, points, but he's got, but he's got steady and his command, he, ca- and, and his command range cards. Two, though, Hans range free. No, sorry, uh, Lando's range free, and then you've got yeah. his range free with his gun. That's the bigger difference between him and Han. You don't think it's close. And I'd also argue Lando's command cards rely on him being Captain Contingency, whereas Han has some pretty bloody good command cards. Well, that's it. Like you're taking Lando mainly for contingency rather than. That's what your point tax is there for. Mm. But, yes. Anyway, we digress. Mm. List. So I took Yoda with stuff. Force push, etc. The usual stuff you put on him. Vigilance. Yeah. Padme with Vigilance. A tank with the twin laser turret. turret TLT, if you're a played X-Wing. Uh, TLT, high energy shells. Uh, Plo Koon, who basically gives you Agile 2 when you tap him. Um, multiple core and have I forgotten anything? No, I think that was it. Echo, wasn't it? Echo. Oh yes, and an Echo Strike team. That was and it. R two and R two. So uh, it was at, down at Dark Star at Shepherd's Bush, London, which was good fun. Uh, really well run. Um, Elliot Thomas was running the event and a really good bloke. First time I met him uh, and interacted. In fact, the first thing literally I rocked up in, said hi, I'm Cockles, and the first thing he said was, "Great show, loved it." And then gave me some uh, technical feedback, which I'll hopefully apply and it will work out. So, Elliot, if you're listening, thanks for that, mate. Um, and then we cracked on with the games and um, it was very well attended. Uh, I will bring up the actual thing in a second when I get the when I bring it up. Uh, but uh, the first game I had was, and I ri- I've written things down because I knew I'd forget, against a guy called Chris Croft. And he effectively ran double swoops, Bosk, Bane, and Pikes. Uh, in the first one, and we ended up on the the scenario was I was red player, funny enough, being an eight hundred point list. Um, it was breakthrough, uh, uh, with supply drop and long march. So it was going to be a bit of a slog for for Yoda R two and a couple of other units, but yeah, basically, to sort divide to sum up the game, it went down to a last minute dice roll where if he makes if he puts paint on his dice he wins. If he doesn't, I win. And I won because he didn't manage to save and make one womb save on a swoop bike that I was shooting to pieces. It shouldn't have been had. It had no business living in the first place. The amount of shots it took at it, but there we go. Um, it was a real, it was a real close game. Basically, I moved my tank up and it plonked it on some ter- on a piece of terrain that could just sit there um, and just basically just sat in the middle and just shot anything that came near it. Um, the bikes, bikes, and. Um, and a Mandalorian squad came in and the Mandalorians ate a load of uh, laser. Uh, some bikes ate a load of laser because of standby. And then we he obviously played the uh, the Cad Bane three the the three pipped. Here's my what was what's the card called? I can't remember called. You know where uh, he puts I make, I make the I I make the rules now. That's it. Oh no, or however he talks. Um, 
So he put his three pips down and I played the old game of, I bet that's that and I bet that's that and I bet that. So he put the bomb he put the bomb one down, which I suspected was the bomb one, in between two supply drop bits. So if I went anywhere near the two supply drops, it would go. So I was like, that's definitely got to be the bomb because you wouldn't put Cadbane out to hang out and out to dry in, the, in there in the middle with nothing. Which meant that it was Cadbane was either going to be hiding behind a piece of terrain in a wall or hiding behind a big line, big, huge piece of terrain. Um out of sight but like when my tank went near it it went range one and lo and behold it wasn't Cad Bane so um, it was the, the the old Cad Bane gamble game which was quite fun um, when he revealed Cad Bane I pivoted the tank and I've ne- his Cad Bane dice brilliant my Cad Bane dice if I play him bloody awful so um, he survived I think he survived about two or three turns of tank shooting at him um, with danger sense and all that jazz uh, it was insane. Uh, as the game progressed on, I probably should have um, started moving further up the further up the. I'm about to say further up the pitch. You can tell I've been watching sports. Further up the uh, the, the 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 board, the map, the terrain, the board. Um, I should have started moving up a turn sooner, and then I would have wouldn't have had such a, an issue. Uh, I managed to yeet Yoda in with his um, speed three burst of speed uh, uh, on the fifth turn, and then the sixth turn played uh, his pip is one pip, which gives him an extra increase in speed so it turned into speed two and he managed to just hop skip and a jump into the into the end zone to quote i just can't carry the sports metaphors out the end anyway got him in there got the tank in there got a couple of other people in there they then were shot but i managed to win uh, on points uh, because he managed to move his swoop bikes and some mandalorians that were cleverly hidden there um but it, it went down to the last roll of a dice really and that was it he saves it he wins he didn't save it i win that's the way it was Good game uh, and all that jazz, and that was fun. Uh, game two, I got to play Andreas. I'd never played Andreas. We've been at events, and I got to play Andreas, and it was like, oh, this would be fun. Literally, you saw the pairings come up, and we were just like, yeah, like little children. It was hilarious. Uh, Andreas was playing um, Din Jarin, Triple Sniper, multiple Rebel Unit type stuff, and I can't remember the exact list now, but it's gone. But he played Din Jarin, and obviously it was fun to see him on the board. Uh, and and Andreas's units, if you get a chance to see him play his stuff, if they're really really well painted, they look lovely. Uh, so he had he had a, some custom, he had a custom sniper which looked like a I can't remember what her name is, or a sing or whatever her name is looked like her, but with a wispy thing out of cape and thing looked really cool. His Andreas's uh, Andreas's snipers look amazing. Yes, that's it. Oh, and oh, it was Din Ig. That was it. Din Ig Rebel, and. Um, we were playing our major. We we're playing major offensive. Recover the supplies with mines, and I've never seen a man have a really bad luck turn one than he did. I moved. I had to move to get near mines, and uh, the mines went off, and uh, they didn't wound me. I was like, okay, cool. He did lots of stuff. He shot me with snipers. They didn't hit. He tried to shoot me with range four things, other range four and range three things that I managed to ha- get leave things hanging out because of the way the blunt worked and it sort of didn't like. There was not a lot of the angles favoured him, that sort of thing. He moved and shot, didn't get a hit. Nothing stuck for him in turn one. Not even bombs, mines, nothing. Uh, so it went really well for me in turn one. And so I managed to move the tank up into the central board and basically just go, come at me, bro. Uh, the the centrepiece recovered supply was on top of a building, which was accessible by Din because he had his jetpack and or... Um, troops climbing up. I also had the ability to get uh, R2 up there if I wanted to to send him because I, I took Blast off in the end and you said don't do it, but I took Blast off. So that would have been really handy. Um, 
we ran out of time and if i'd have known that we had we were running out of time i would have played blast off and then it would have been jump claim and that would have been me winning three two but i won on points in the end um his turn one was awful and that's what did it but i think it's because and his words uh he didn't put his little squidgy soft toy on the table so he didn't have his mascot on, so he didn't win. So it's apparently Inspire 20 uh, and all this jazz, uh, Impact 15. It's just, uh, just yeah, so we forgot to put it on the table. So, yeah. Is that that little, uh, that's that what... little jabber that he brings yes. around, that he brings around yeah. with him? Yes, Green yes. fat jabber. Yep, it didn't, he didn't put that on the table, so that's apparently why I won, which, and, I, and that's fine. Um, Andreas is a good player. Uh, we never played each other. It was a points win. It was close. Uh, if we'd had 10 minutes, 10 more minutes, he might shoot some stuff. I probably I do the old blast off, um, blast off uh, claim, but because he wouldn't have been able to shoot R two because the tank was pretty much next to him and the tank was hadn't taken a wound at all. Um, Ig nearly died in turn one as well because Ig moved round and the tank just went hello, open fire on him, took him down to one wound, and Ig just hid for the rest of the game. But I couldn't finish him off, which is annoying because Ig went and claimed a box. But hey ho, um, that's what happens there. And then, so I was two and zero, and I'm like, oh, this is good. Ooh, this not used to well, two and O's. I normally lose the first game and then win the second two, that sort of thing. I played Elliot in the last game. Didn't go very well. Uh, Elliot was running um, Imperial IG, who can do one. He really can. Um, he, he, he did. It was Imperial IG. Uh, with lots of Empire Special Forcey stuff, um, Death Troopers in there somewhere. I think I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, those guys, heavy weapons on snows, that sort of thing. Uh, oh, and Bobber as well. So it was Bobber IG Imperial List. It was horrible, and I had a real horrible time playing that game. And we ended. It was Danger Close, rapid reinforcements. With hostage exchange. Now I thought I might have the upper hand with a hostage exchange with with a check with a force user, but I just couldn't get him closer. I just couldn't. If things didn't go well my way, it just didn't go my way. Uh, my dice just melted, and I literally had. I couldn't make a save. I even on the tank, I couldn't make a save. Even with surge tokens available, I couldn't make a save. Um, it was just one of those things where it, when I made a, when I made a roll expecting oh it'd be fine and then literally i blanked out on everything it was five dice blanked out i just hid under the table and cried um yeah and it was a tabling pretty much um and so yeah he won and then he went on to win the tournament so my my notes here was da, 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 hostage versus elliot loss dice can do one yoda dead turn two despite green tokens um because of ig88 then he played that card where he said, uh, Jedi's uh, force users, because you're a p- p- person of, uh, sorry, character start, uh, token, uh, target my bounty, can't play green tokens. Despite the fact that Yoda has native surge saves. So even, so he died in turn two. It's, it's stupid. Um, yeah. And that was, so that was my game. Really good fun. Lot, good to meet lots of people. Uh, Elliot won the whole tournament. Um, obviously, there was some real good, some good players there, like Mike, uh, Mike Reese, Lila Claire. She was there as well. Um, loads of other good players, obviously, there as well. It was just a really good, good, uh, good event. Well run. I think it's going to be coming up again and all this sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thoughts, critique, fire away. I, I think that um, 
it's nice to see players like Elliot <clears throat> topping a tournament, um, especially as you know I've I've seen him in a couple of uh, choice lists uh, in the past and not do particularly well with it. So uh, a very well done from the uh, that's no moon team here for that win against Cockles. Um, again, with uh, with some of your list Cockles, I think uh, I think reps is the issue. Um, I think if you'd have repped the uh, the saber tank list enough, probably um, you, you, you'd have done you'd done much better with it. Um, <clears throat> like I am, I beat the hell out of the Luke DLT gunline list. I think I'd done, I think I played sixty five games with it. It was something. I mean, that's it was an something, achievement it was... in itself, though. You both of you, you've <clears> done what fifty reps with your OB. So Yoda. sixty with the OB Yoda, and then you've done yeah. sixty with DLT. Like I mean. Because I, I think I think I think as I retired it, it's not fully retired, but as I semi-retired the list, I think I was, uh, what was it, fifty-seven and eight. That's not a bad record. No, and most of so, the losses are against you, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take every bit of that. <laughs> I think about five of them losses are against you. <laughs> What's quite funny is my uh, two of the losses of my of my sorry three of the losses that, that I played with that list. We're against a guy called Adam, who is a good friend of mine, who is um, getting back in. As he was into it, then he jumped out of it. Now he's back into the game. And I was just giving him, and I made him a list. One of the lists I just made him. I went, uh, here's a list. Here's double SB, the double tonton, Han, Chewy. Yeah, go for it. See what happens. I'm like, I could, it was like, what the hell? And uh, yeah, he did very well with that. And, beat, and he beat me twice, two or three times with that list and another list. It was just like, huh, what? And it's just one of those things. It's quite funny. Um, oh, obviously, Lyda's beaten me with that. Uh, she beat me when I took that to uh, MKGT, and that was just I got cocky and I popped the squad out in breakthrough, and she just went no, no pikes and just shot them, and I was like, oh damn, that was a mistake. Um, yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, and then the other uh, game I lost in Germany was to Killian Jung, and yeah, and I'd never played Staps before, and I didn't know how to deal with them, so it's like, oh, what do I do? And yeah, you live and learn. You have to they like yeah, their yeah, fast things in Germany. Sorry. They like their fast units in Germany. Like, yes, they've yes, always yes. liked the uh, Empire Speeder bikes, and obviously even more so now that you can take four of them. Yep. Um, and the obviously stats. Tri- triple bark. Triple bark. When I uh, when I played against Johannes at the yeah. uh, Birmingham Expo. Uh, the list that won in Germany when I went to Germany was uh, was Swoops, uh, Swoops and AA five and Maul. Um, nice. It was quite, which was actually it was like uh, it was quite fun. It was an entertaining watch at the end as well because it's like, oh yeah, I forgot. The, I think uh, I can't remember his name. Matthias, I think it was Matthias. If I forget, sorry, but I'm just brain. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, I've got a third action, so he just went move, move, and then dodge, and he was able to keep him alive. It was just like, and then that's how he managed to beat uh, Lucas Usyk, he of the fifth trooper. So yeah, it was um, it was a really entertaining game and all that jazz. So uh, yeah, that was good, but um. So yeah, there are events. Andy, you're playing one on the, the weekend, aren't you? Uh, yes, I think Ollie's also playing. I'm only playing at like a little local one at my local store in Peterborough. Can can uh, we can I can I pick a list for you and you take it and see how you do? I won't make it rubbish. I'll make it re- I'll make it reasonable. It's probably not a bad idea because um, I don't want to take something. That's, so it's, it's it's quite a new community here. Um, so I don't. They, they have got some good players um, like Ian and Tom are quite good and Adam as well. But at the same time, I don't want to take something that I'm taking to Element and then stomp it. Like I'd like to rather that take something which is still doable to win. Tell you what, but... I'll tell you what, I'll get. I'll, I'll take the Ob, take the Kenobi Yoda list and see how you do with it because it because it will give you headaches. But you'll, I think you'll find it fun. 
I'll give. I'll see if I've got the models. I've only got yeah. Take the, if you haven't, I'm sure you 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 have connections. <laughs> not 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 legit important connections. Legion. I was thinking about taking clones just because um, I don't have any of them painted, uh, so I can just like the only model I've got painted is the limited edition Obi One. So that's the only thing that's going to look good oh, on the table. I'm so jealous you have that, by the way, as well. <laughs> Given he's my favourite character of, of all Star Wars stuff, but never mind. Um, so that's our roundup of events. Um, I would safe to say we had some really good fun. Um, just, that would... just just before you move on to that, oh, there's, oh, a, there's yeah. the sanctuary two day. Oh no, we'll, come, uh, we'll talk like, about those at the at the end later. about what you're coming you said up to. Roundup of the event. I'm sorry. No, no, that's roundup of the events that we've been to, and then we're at the end of it. We'll talk about events that are coming up, so people have it fresh in their mind to go. Oh, there's an event going. I'll go that. No, mate, I should have read the notes. I apologise. Exactly. Show notes. That's why. That's <laughs> all this mate effort to making a Google Doc. Oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so something that popped up in my in my. It's been in my brain for a while because it's it's one of these little things that is a little I wouldn't call it a bugbear. It's just something that just makes me go, hmm. Is something called MOV versus SOS? Now MOV means margin of victory, and uh, SOS means strength of schedule. And I do realise that we were actually we we're going to talk about the list that got sent in first, but it kind of segued, so it works. So we'll do the list after this. Anyway, margin of victory means how much you win by and strength of schedule means how strong your player opponents were and how how well you've done in the versus the, the people you've played and how good of an opponent you might have played i maintain i think strength of schedule is fairer across the board but i accept it has its limitations andy vigorously shakes his head and ollie slightly shakes his head i will andy you put your arguments to so for for mov first and then i and then i'll respond in a true debate style, Ollie, if you want to mediate and be like the middleman in this, and yeah, see, and we'll just see if we can highlight the issues there. Because I know I accept, I accept the, the, the merits of MOV, but I think it can, yeah, I think it take, takes the fairness away a little bit, a little bit, not completely, but carry on. Anyway, go for it, Andy. All right. Oh, sorry. So, my first point is usually with MOV, it's you're in control. So, um, how much I win by is obviously the important thing with MOV because it's the percentage of victory points you score. So if I score five and my opponent scores five, I've won um, and I win on points destroyed, I have a 50% at MOV. If I score nine and they score one, then I score 90% on MOV. So because it's percentage based, it, it doesn't matter what game mission you play. Now, there are some that favour MOV more than others. So if I'm going to a single-day tournament um, and there's a big prize on the line, like um, I'll, I'll use 7C, for example, when they did their Battle Force, I normally like to take and play lists that have sabotage and play very defensively. But with that, your MOV is rubbish. So I deliberately took missions and a list that worked better with basically scoring 100% MOV because I took the double bounty hammer, triple bikes and it, because I'm in control of how much I win by or lose by and I think that's my usual starting argument with MOV Okay, strength of schedule doesn't let you do that okay so my counter to that is that you're not totally 100% in control you are the, the vast majority of the time you're, you are in control of your, your destiny so to speak with your, with your MOV but if you're not blue player and you're using someone else's deck, 
say I play against you and I'm an 800 point list because that's what I'm running and you're a 799 so there's hardly any difference really but you choose blue because you're having your deck and let's say and it's not always the case and it is and it's it's the combinations and the odds of this are quite difficult but it can but it's it's obvious it happens that the flop of the turn zero works in your favor and it's say it's key position no it's no sorry it's you've got payload and there's eight and there's no way i'm going to get my payload anywhere near your area and you and you can so you've got the chart every chance to score 100 percent by winning one nil and i don't because what, what does that matter when you win like the fact that i've won is the important thing so because when it comes down to it, a lot, if you're going for just an undefeated over a two-day event, then really MOV and SOS don't matter. So I'll go in a cut. I'll come on to that. That, that that's the second bit a bit. That's one of my little things in a bit. But I think it, it, it basically it can favor it can favor some players who take who have lists who take decks that favor a one hundred like you just said a one hundred percent only and or low scoring. I.e., when victory points are at a premium that favors that individual and given that two factions in particular can score extra extra victory points i the empire with bounty and CIS with, with bounty, bounty rebel oh rebel bounty. Bounty. so hang on so <laughs> rebel, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> sorry i forgot about that rebels have one unit that can do it empire have two. all the unit. empire have two yeah rebels ig have, ig 11 everybody no. everybody has bosk ig Bubba, I'm forgetting someone. You're forgetting secret mission with R2 for Rebels. So Rebels technically have two ways of scoring. Uh, clones only have one. One. Along with so they other. have two if you take Padme actually and then dive ultra card. Uh, true. But then every other faction has access to bounty hunters. And yeah. You can score so it, between one and two. So I would argue it's easier to score a bounty than it is to score a secret mission because when it's a secret mission, you know what's going to. It's like, well, if you're going to go there, I'm just going to make sure I shoot you with a bounty. It, it's it, yeah, it's hard, but it's it's easier than say maybe a secret mission. And also, it's not so secret. <laughs> so going back to your point though, where you're saying like the flock comes out and it favors you and you get payload. If you obviously for you to win that game as red. You're saying that you you can't score with your payload whatsoever. I'm saying it favors. I'm saying it's harder. I'm saying I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it. I'm saying it favors, and therefore. But that's it, not to do with any of the MOV or SOS. That's to do with your deck or your opponent's deck. Yes. Because the MO, MOV or SOS does not matter in that case. But your turn zero. If you win that, oh, yeah. if you win that as red, then you're winning that at fifty percent. Because you've both scored one victory point, you've got to win that on a tie in your yep. scenario. Yeah. And so, but so, but it favours. It's it's harder for it's harder for some lists to get a po a positive MOV. Does that? That's probably the better way. I probably haven't explained that. Right. Harder for some lists and some uh, in some scenarios to get a better MOV and a more positive MOV. Um, another example is, and also another example is, if you're playing someone. And you're the next game you need to, and so you, you win your first game, uh, and you've got the second game, and you're playing someone who takes intercept. Now you're trying to make sure you get a, a high MOV. The op the opponent can easily get points, it, it, which they should be able to anyway. But it's 
it's harder to have a 100% MOV versus someone who's going to go out and get so correct. But yeah, it doesn't make in your games, then you're always going to have a positive MOV. Yeah, because you can't have a lower than 50% and win. Well, 50%. Well, yeah, but so the two, the, my first two games when it at Dark Sphere mm-hmm. were 50%, uh, were 50%, 50%, yeah, and on win and on points. But the and then here's the here's the wins. And then the last game, mm-hmm. uh, was I lost 100%. And then I, so at one point I was fifth, and then I've now and now ended up bottom of the two and ones, despite the fact that I had a hard, I had the second hardest strength of schedule in the top 16. <laughs> so I played Andreas who finished fifth, Chris Croft who finished 14th and Elliot who finished first. Oh, so my I strength of schedule I, killed me. I think if you lose a game a hundred percent, then you should drop in the, in, in, in the rankings and, and the, that and, I don't, and, and, don't and, and, that I don't disagree and, with. And, so and, the, and the huge point and, and sort of to, to, to jump in a little bit on the, some definitely not biased mediation. Um, if you are playing strength of schedule, um, and say that you say that there's 32 players, eight of you can make it into a top cut. So you know there's going to be some three ones going in. If you go up against one of the best players in the room in your first game and you lose, your chances are seriously diminished. Like you, no, you... it's not seriously; it's impossible. So that's the big difference between SOS and MOV. So like... SOS, if you lose your first, second, or third game, it is first and second. It's impossible for you to make the cut third and fourth game it's fourth game is the one you drop it lets you get through third it's possible but it depends on and, and, so, and, I just, and i don't think because of like mov you're always in control of how well you do um yeah. and and i i don't want there to be so say i come up against someone who is also a world player uh, first round in an event and we go you know we go 50 50 um but i lose uh, but it's mov so it doesn't matter but if it but if it's SOS, then he's knocked me out of the uh, then he's knocked me out of the rankings for the entire tournament. Okay. Um, and if you're a travelling player, so you know if I'm travelling two hours, two and a half hours to an event, I know that's a small small change compared to the Americans, but for us it's mahusive. Um, if I if I lose my first game, you you, you kind of you, you kind of sat there for the rest of the day, still enjoying your games, but any hope of winning or getting mm-hmm. getting you know getting like the sort of the top cut promos is gone. Um, whereas if it's MOV, it doesn't matter if I lose my first game; I can just continue to do well in others. Yeah, that so, happened to me at the first LGT. Like I played Finn uh, for game one, I lost to Finn, and that was the only game I lost all weekend. It wasn't a two day but it was a day one cut and then a side event. Finn was the only game I lost over the whole weekend, and I still only came like I think I came twelfth or something, maybe no, sixteenth or something. Yeah, so that shouldn't be the case. Is my point that shouldn't be the case. If you lose one game, you should not you should not be penalised for that sort of thing. But that sort of thing. But at the same time, if you if I I think that there, there, I've got a second point that relates to this. I'm not. I don't think. I've got, so if you beat someone and they finish above you in in a, in a ranking, it does. It's, it's like how does that work? Why is that possible? Just because it's like it's like. So I'm just going to get the thing to say, bring it up here. So, uh, so I beat Andres. It was it was fifty fifty, but I won on points. If it goes one more turn, who knows what happens? But anyway, his strength of schedule is le- uh, less than fifty percent. It's point four four. So I've played some, and so like to reiterate, I've played the person who finished top, a person who finished fifth, and somebody who finished fourteenth. And so, yet, so by lo- but by losing to the person who finished top, 
uh, I've been I've been sent down the rankings down to twelve. Okay, even though even though I've beaten the person who finished fifth, it's like that that, that shouldn't be the case. So uh, I, I can I can explain my my understanding of of why he will have placed above you. So if so if you look at it in the way of so you and Andreas drew. In, yep. for, for all intents and purposes, according to the tournament software, you guys drew. You are equally as good players as each other, um, according to the in-game rules, regardless of kill points. It's just that Andre- it's just that Andreas has then done better against his other opponents than you. Um, so I, 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 I get that it's it's weird to see um, when you've come when you've come out of doing strength of strength of schedule so often, but I think that. If there's two players that drew against each other, but then one of them did really well against his other opponents, and you did slightly worse against his other opponents, then that player should should rank higher, regardless of your result. Mm-hmm. Now, so, I, I was going to say, so my so my counter semi semi counterpoints that, that ties in with this is MOV, in my opinion, massively favours high skill players. Then and and penalizes those who are good, but can't quite get over it. Can't break into the top, the top cut thing. And I don't. I'm not just putting myself in that to take the mitt. Don't having a laugh. I'm just saying. I think MOV. If you are a, if you are a high skill player, can reward you massively because you can go out and get in round one. You can go out and get a noob player, and you can curb stomp them, and that. beat you 100. And that is good. For competitiveness and getting thing, however, that noob is going to be like, oh, that's what you mean. You're forced because they may say, "No, I'm done." But that is the, the opponent's only going to say to MOV that it does encourage looking for that best way to optimize your um, your score, which is by tabling. So, like as you said, if you're playing intercept, then you're going to want to table your opponent if you know they're a new player, which is fine, but. It's hard because obviously, if you if I um, if I take um, the uh, European Nationals, which I won, my game one was against an opponent who turned around to me and said, "I'm quite a new player." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I kind of knew I had a new player. I knew we weren't playing MOV; we were playing Trevor Schedule. So all I did was go right. I've secured my win with payload because I I could score three points and he could I. And I just had to make sure that he had scored only two or less because it didn't matter. Now, if I was playing MOV, I'm scoring three points and making sure he scores zero. But I took the pedal off because, as you say, it helps encourage new players to have a new experience. Like, I exposed Dooku, let him die. Like, I didn't care because I'd escorted my payload and I'd won no matter what. Like, there was no way he could win, but he hadn't realised it. It was just that kind of thing. So I think, I think yeah. in the same... In, in the same breath, if you if you sign up to a tournament, then you have to go into that tournament expecting that you will be playing against the best lists or the best players that, that are out there, unless the tournament is specifically aimed at newer players, because you don't you don't you don't learn anything from um, not playing against people who are better than you. Is that you know? I, you know, Andy taught Andy taught me a lot of stuff uh, when I was coming up through the ranks and playing, uh, and Andy was running very, very good lists. Um, and if he hadn't have done that, then I wouldn't have improved as a player. So that's I, why I, I've never done well because Andy, I've never played Andy to get these words of advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just think that if you sign up to a tournament, um, you should be expecting to come across the occasional 
Dave Grant or Andy or you, Cockles, or me or lists or players who devote hours and hours and hours of time into the game um, who are there to you know hone their skills and run out lists as best as they can. Because me and Andy are generally always practicing for some event going into the future. Um, and I think that when it's done correctly, so, so long as you're not snide with people as you're doing it, uh, as long as you're saying like, look, you know, this is how this works. This is how this works. This is what I'm doing. If you communicate perfectly clear to your opponent, whether they're a noob or they're an experienced player, regardless of what you beat them by, so long as you're nice about it, it shouldn't be dissuading people from playing the game. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I think there, that's I think. a very important thing. Yeah, I think that's, you're not wrong at all. It's, you, 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 you guide that sort of thing. Um, just to re- revert to notes. Uh, I'm just looking at I was just looking at pros and cons just here, so we just see what we've covered. So MOV pros, you're in control of how much you win lose by. You've, we've covered. You can lose a game at any point and still make cuts. We've covered. That's on the pros. On the cons, you can have someone who beat you finish above you. We've mentioned. Can seem to be encouraging tabling an opponent. We've discussed. Literally just said it's not the case, but it's understandable if that is the case because everyone's hunting for 100 percent or the best they can. Um, I've said about it. I think it favours the better players, or or or, or who take uh, decks where victory points are a premium. I've said about bounty hunters that helps them a little bit more, but that's just that's a separate thing. We'll see what happens. Uh, strength of schedule pros encourages encourage you to help give advice to players. If you know you win, you can help. Um, I think it, my reason my reasoning for thinking it's fair is just it's that everything sort of is semi random. You all go into it you can end up playing anyone and if you can like say you can get a fluke win against i could andy i couldn't say i went to a tournament where i get a win i'm just like how have i done that i could get a win it favors me um if i get a win against a better player it because let's say uh let's say we're playing an mov and there and i beat you uh let's say what's a what's a what will be a common score let's say four three let's say so let's say i win four three and there, but someone else beats other. Say I play three games, I win each game four three. But one of you, one of the wins is against you, and then someone else wins three and zero. But they win ninety eight percent, ninety eight percent, or ninety eight percent the MOV. But they're played not top ranked players. I don't know if I'm. I'm if you, hopefully, you're getting my point here. If you end up playing a good player and beat them, but your MOV is less, but someone else plays not as good players but get higher MOV. There's a, a strange scenario there. Whereas, so strength of schedule would come into that, uh, if that makes sense. I, I, do, do you understand what I mean? I'm probably not explaining myself very well. And people are sitting there going, "Cockles get to the point," but I think I know what I'm trying to say. I, I, uh, I, I think I, I, I can understand. I can understand the point that you're making. But someone else, someone I, out there is going, I, "I get what I, you mean." He's just saying it rubbishly. I, I think that the, the like for me. Being able to lose a game at any point far outweighs somebody playing worse players than I play, because it can go both ways as well. You might play uh, players who have got a slightly lower skill cap than you um, for the entire day, but again, as long as you're being nice to players, you're having fun, and you're just enjoying yourself, it doesn't really matter. You know, I've had it before where um, you, like me and Anthony uh, from uh, from over at War Games Workshop, we've been two and zero going into the final round, and then someone snuck up past both of us and, uh, and claimed top spot. It doesn't really matter because going three hour any event is an achievement, um, regardless of prizes or whatever else. Uh, it's just fun. Obviously, winning is fun, but yeah, I I I think um, I'd much rather be able to lose a game at any point than uh, 
than be worried about somebody overtaking me. I think there's something you did miss as well, actually, um, with SOS as a positive. So when you play someone who's quite new and you beat them, you're actually going to want to root for them to do better in their later games. Yep. So you're probably going to turn around to them and go, oh, look, if you do this with your list or you should try and do this, you're actually going to be very more encouraging. Now, I'm quite a nice, like, bragging as a nice person, but I would do that no matter what the game system I'm playing. I will go, oh, I think this is where you lost your game. Um, or, like, I'll talk about my mistakes as well as yours. Like, it's not just a, oh, you did that wrong, it's your fault. Like, but I think with SOS you kind of i've found that you kind of go up to your opponents from your previous games you go oh, how are you doing because yeah. how they're doing encourages how you're doing yeah um and obviously they're, they're check on you as well to make sure if you're if they beat you and it's that's always a weird yeah because then because obviously if you're the only game they lose and you go and do well then it makes them go up as well yes but so, again it, that's the downside because it takes it out of your control like what happens if you play the first game you lose is against the best player, and so it's quite tight. But then all your other games, because you're submarining, you're against less skilled players, and therefore your strength of schedule is worse. Where exactly. if you had MOV, you could get, regain that control and get back up their ranks. Potentially, yes. Now, I, I, I decided to do some pre-show research and reach out to some people and just say... Why do you do this? Because as I said at the, at the beginning of the show, this this is a Atlantic divide. If you're not American, you do MOV. If For the most part, if you're in the States, you do strength of schedule. So this is a quote. Uh, so I, I asked and said, yo, yo, hope you're having a good lead up to Thanksgiving. I'm doing the MOV versus SOS debate with the lads on Thursday. As a regular SOS user in the States, what do you think of the positives of it? I'm going to cite this in our debate. Lo and behold, I am. Andy is a big MOV man, dot, dot, dot. I am not, laughy face. Uh, so, uh, here's the reply. SOS encourages us to root for each other in the rest of the tournament after playing exactly what you've just said, Andy. MOV encourages wiping of the table with the opponent long after the game has stopped being fun and is a clear and a clear outcome is there. That's the biggest reason for this individual. He then goes on to say, I find most MOV proponents talk about having control over their destiny where SOS takes that away. But I maintain that's just an illusion of control. And only the weak, insecure minds need the comfort that that illusion brings. Smiley face. <laughs> I, feel, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> so that was uh, that was Keegan from the Legion 99 podcast. So I reached out to him and just said, what do you think? Because I, I, I actually came up with a theory to him and I said, I think this might be it. And I said, uh, I have a theory which relates to sports and Legion. And I said, in football as in the football that the World Cup is uh, that we're all watching, potentially. Uh, it's all about soccer. winning. Yeah, in soccer. Uh, I can't say it that way. In football, uh, it's all about winning and the points difference, including draws, because in, uh, in American sports, ties aren't really uh, viewed positively. So points difference and goal difference comes into it, i.e. Manchester City will win the Premier League, because, um, potentially, and they win because they, they scored 98 goals, whereas Liverpool had the same amount of points, but they only scored 74 goals, that sort of thing. So that so that's a, a thing that happens, and that's a, a European slash everyone else thing. In American football, of which Americans are a fan of, um, it's purely the the, the 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 divisions and everything in their records are purely done on a win loss ratio. Points don't really come into it, and then it's done on and then then it's done in strength of schedule because everyone's trying to get above five hundred, i.e., win 
over half their games. Um, so I think that's I think that because their sport does that, and our sport does that, that could be why there's the divide and how and why that happens. I, and 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 actually, it could like I might have mailed it. And it's like hot take. There you go. That's what I, you <laughs> you might be able to correct me on this, but isn't um, NFL done on um, the versus record? So if I've tied against Ollie. Um, in ha- like equal wins and losses ratio, then it goes to the head-to-head version. So yep. if I beat Ollie, then therefore I'm ahead of him in the rankings. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, so we'll... I think that's so, probably but, why. Because but it's also done in. They'll also do it in there in each. There's it, the two conferences have their four divisions, uh, yeah. and so they'll they'll each it'll then go on their divisional record as as compared to their total and all this sorts of stuff. So um, I think that's I think that has an that the 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 culture that we have in sports over this side of the Atlantic compared to the other side of the Atlantic has a huge influence on how and where our, where our systems come into it, which isn't that interesting culture. But yeah, there's the, uh, there's the MOV SOS debate. It's going to divide for a long time. I'm, I, I don't get me wrong. I do get MOV. I do get it, but I think it's, it's one of those things that if you're an elite player, it, you, you, you prefer it more and you two are of that. And I'm just all right. Cockles. If you just won, then it wouldn't matter. So <laughs> I'm going to, so when I, uh, th- this is the conversation I had when, uh, when I drew Elliot and we started our game, he went, so actually are you bad or is it just a bit of a joke? And I went, you know, what's a good question. I think it, I win more than I lose. And that's the first, and I think that's the first statement, but it, it was, but yeah, it's just the way that in this podcast, uh, the three of us, I'm the one looking up, not looking down, um, moving on lists. So, we have a feature. It's called lists and uh, suggestions, and we had three lists sent in, and we actually had a few more. So apologies if we don't get to your list today. It was just we, we had more than expected. I was quite happy and positive. It's like oh wow, lovely. So um, we're going to start with the first one, which is called uh, Fast and Furious, <laughs> which was sent in to sent in to us by Mike. I think a young lad called Mike Reese. Uh, so uh, let me just bring up the list and I'll read it out uh, for everybody. So. I don't Indeed. need to discuss it anymore because it's got the best name. And yeah, yeah, that is enough. Why do you think in the first first list of the new of the of the first regular feature I chose this? So, Fast and Furious. This list is a republic list, and it start and is a seven hundred ninety eight point nine activation list, and it starts with a Wookiee chieftain which has aggressive tactics, situation, excuse me, situation awareness tenacity he is a tenacious chieftain and he has some recon intel then we have three phase one troopers with a z6 then we have two wookie warriors with battle shields they are tenacious they like going into the fray and they have some intelligence and then to cap this all off three fluttercraft uh the 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 the, the wookie flying things with the nasp gunner on uh to round to to bring it out that makes nine activations I think this would be freaking hilarious. And bonus points co- if you can say the command cards, cockles. So the first command card is. <laughs> tell that. The set along with ambush. The second card is, I believe, push. Uh, that and then the next one is. <laughs> yep. And then the last one is. <laughs> uh, with, with with assault. And then, obviously, standing orders to round it all out, obviously, because you have to. Um, the 
battle deck is breakthrough. Uh, so for the missions is breakthrough, bombing run, payload, and key positions. The deployment is battle lines, advanced positions, disarray, major offensive. And the situation or the conditions, uh, depending on how you like it, are limited visibility, rapid reinforcements, hostile environment, and supply drop. I think this is just a fun list. Uh, but that said, I say fun. I reckon it would really screw people up because they would they'd see the three fluttercraft and go, "Oh, wasn't expecting that." And it would be a case of threat saturation. Do I deal with the Wookies that are running at me, or do I shoot the fluttercraft that are going to be just piercing me? Because I think the NASP gunner is that the one that has pierce. Uh, yes. Yes. So, uh, so you can have lots of Pierce, uh, of, uh, uh, and then you're going to have lots of Wookies going, pulling arms out with Z6s in fire support, I imagine. So, that would be quite fun. What are our thoughts? Uh, I'll open to you, Andy, first. Your first thoughts on this list, please. Um, my uh, first thought, I kind of I was looking at this while you was reading it out, is aggressive tactics on the Wookie Chieftain. Um, I'd probably be looking at trying to drop that. Because the only thing it benefits is the clone troopers. Like, surge tokens on Wookiees defending. Like, if they're getting shot, they're getting shot. Um, and you're not probably going to ben- benefit from that one surge when they've got three wounds a model. Um, and then I think that would probably give you maybe enough points to upgrade the, the shields to bow casters. Yep. Um, as good as Wookiees are in melee. Um, I think that the ranged attack is actually better sometimes because of that range appears. And that's exactly what I used to do with my Wookiees on, uh, on my OB, on my Kenobi Oda list. I stuck yeah. a stuck a um, broadcaster on, and the, the fun with it is you you get if you get a chance you you play the pit three, uh, the pit three Yoda card. Uh, you have an, then everyone's got the the order. You get to shoot with the Wookiees and fire support with some clones. Just a big yeah. dice pool with Pierce. I guess that is probably what he's trying to do there with the, the clones fire supporting. And if that is the case, then again, you don't need the surge token because the Wookiees and the Fluttercraft surge um, naturally. All surge, they surge naturally. So you're only going to benefit from it for, for the defensive point of view. Yep. Um, so I, I think that's my gen, that's my first feel. I love the theme of it massively. Um, and Fluttercrafts um, can be a pain. <laughs> cool. So it might if if you drop aggressive tactics, the three Z sixes, and all of the into fra- into the phrase, unless my maths is terribly wrong, I'm fairly certain that you can just get it up to ten activations, get another squad of Wookies in there, uh, and stick bowcasters on the two with recon intel and tenacity. So I'm gonna just read you out that give you a quote from the email because young young Mike. <laughs> little listener uh and he emailed and he said as i'm sure the question will come that is why aggressive tactics is and into the fray adds up to 23 points between them is to hopefully give the workies an effective five up uh save versus a six up save as often as possible now so there's your logic um agree disagree i think it then counter it makes it counterintuitive in some ways it does give them the five up but you want the orders on the clone troopers, not the Wookiees, because then that gives you the fire support. Um, but I don't play clones, so ask them. Now, the I'm just going to say, or do you, because I'm just going to give you a remind a few people of the command cards, because these are very rarely seen, but uh, which is the pit one for a Wookiee, uh, goes to a special forces or a support unit. It says, when a friendly unit is ignored by a Wookiee chieftain, uh, if it is wounded or uh, or one or more minis have been defeated, it gains aim, dodge, and search. So if you're ordering said Wookiee unit, it gets tokens. The second one, Muragurig, 
uh, says uh, each friendly Wookiee trooper that is issued an order by the Wookiee chieftain gains agile, so they get to dodge when they move. And Yurararag, uh, it says, um, this is the three pip. Each friendly Wookiee trooper the unit that's issued an order by a Wookiee gains demoralize one. So I think I think with these power cards, he's, they're mainly going to, well, I think you have to kind of take them anyway because there's not much else you can take power card wise. But there's a bit of utility with them because if you run the two Wookiees up together, um, and they, that means there's demoralized two. So someone's getting suppressed. I think the problem with that set, the free pip is though, with the, the demoralized, it's not, you're probably already too close. Mm. Yeah, because demoralized works. No, demoralized works range one or two. It's one to two. One to yeah. two. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's only three units. So you're only giving out free suppression yep. at best. So I would pro probably give the orders to the clones if you're keeping aggressive tactics. To be fair, that does say um, it does say three troopers. So you can use the pit three guards yeah. to go and give them And then the again, that opens up two rounds of fire support from them Z6 units. Yep, exactly. So that's that. Uh, to round out what Mike said, uh, he said, while not being the most serious of lists, I do want to give it give this a try as I think it'd be quite fun and potentially give an opponent hard choices. Either ignore the plattercraft and have the Wookiees in your face or hit the Wookiees and have three pinwheeling speeders firing piston shots out the back of them, which is exactly what I said without reading that. I mean, look how that worked out. It's like Mike and I are both Republic players and know what we're doing. <laughs> Someone's Maybe. got a Republic. <laughs> I've, 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 I mean, I've never seen I've never seen you in the same room as each other, so I'm starting to think you might be the same person. Have you not? <laughs> well, more for you. Mike's uh, Mike's just Mike, to be fair, Mike is just a non-ginger version of maybe of myself. Yeah. Could be, uh, maybe who knows? I hope I've not done him a dirty that one. <laughs> but thank you, Mike, for sending your list in. Um, we appreciate that. So moving on to list number two which was uh, from Tom Tommy Smith. He's called this The Siege of Mandalore. 798 points, 8 activations. The commanders, uh, commander is Gar Saxon with with his rifle, which is Saxon's Galar 90 rifle, uh, 15 points. Uh, Maul with push speed, vigilance, tenacity, and the Darksaber. Two core of pikes and four special forces, uh, Mandalorian super commandos. With an extra commando. Uh, his command cards are Duel of the Fates, marked for elimination, Phantom Menace, His Eminence at last, sees what power we can. Isn't that all the more cards? There we go. Uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, Andy, you're a resident Shadow Collective um, horrible person. What? what <laughs> offer, a, offer, offer a critique, please. Um, again, theme, love it. Um, and from someone who's done about 12 to 15 reps of uh, quad mandos, um, I think it's the problem you're going to have with that is survivability. Um, like, there's no shields on them. Um, so you are praying to the dice gods. Um, Maul can probably carry some. Um, I don't know about Gar Saxon. I, I was running him because of the theme of the list, and it gives them outmaneuver and stuff like that. But if you're not taking any of his command cards, you could probably drop him and take more activations because I think that's probably the weakest point of this entire list is the eight activations. Yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm given to understand Shadow Collective like multiple uh, multiple uh, activations. But my, if I were looking at this with list, I'm just going to use the list I just had because it's just this there for reference. If I'm looking at this, I uh, and I'm 
depending on what the mission is, I'm I'm just shooting the hell out. I'm shooting the hell out of the Mandalorians as much as I can mm-hmm. with the tank, um, and then trying to lure in more, have a maul Yoda off, and see what happens. Then pikes as well. As soon as they get shot, they might yeah. they're going to panic because there's no capo for them to use courage of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, this looks fun. And it does look like it's it's very themed. I, I, he did send a second yeah. one in, but I've, I've chosen this one because it was the it was thematic, and we all like a bit of thematic. Uh, it didn't put the didn't put the battle deck in, which is a bit of a shame, but it's not the end of the world. Um, I would like to see this, and I think it'd be fun just to play. I wouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't take it to a tournament, but he, I'll just I'll um, he did, I'll just spend this. This is what he said. Uh, Hi guys, hope you're good. Got a couple of lists for you. This one's not particularly competitive, but it's a fun one. So there we go. Uh, the main thing is to take away that. That you leave witch magic at home for three one pips and just don't mess up. Change the word there. Uh, playing more, no one will see it coming. What could go wrong? So yeah, he's got three one pips. Yeah, I'd also drop Phantom Menace personally. That's the what? That's the probe droid or infiltrate one, isn't it? That's the infiltrate one. Yeah. So I, I personally would keep that in because the the potential for having. Recover supply or something in the middle that you can just infiltrate and then screw people over with. But you can't touch turn one. You can't. Sorry, say again. You can't interact with. Uh, no, yes, you can't. On the card, says you can't. Yeah, no, uh, no. But if you if the if if it if the terrain works in your favour, then there's no reason you can have him infiltrated and then turn to grab go, and then you yeah. oh and and then so you would go infiltrate in turn one. And you've got him there, and he's not going to get shot because the terrain. If this, if this specifically this only works around your favour, then play is it at last. This next one. Yeah, there's one bit. I suppose you've got cut in as well. Exactly. Put the three. Put the put the put the the three dot one pip on. Uh, get take the wound. Uh, claim move move, and then you're just like, okay, come and get, come at me, come at me now, bro. You don't need to take a wound. You're shadow collectives. You've already started wounded. No, oh, so you have forgot about that. There you go. Well, you don't need to I'm, play. I'm that sure your opponent will, won't mind. Well, you well that's, <laughs> don't have shadow collective. <laughs> Dear wife, Christmas. Can I have some? Anyway, um, so that was Tom's shadow collective list, and then the last list I've purposely made this last uh, because um, it's a player of. I've seen quite a lot recently, uh, and she's pretty bloody good as well. Uh, Lila Claire has sent her list. And I actually asked and said specifically, "Can you send your list?" Because you said you when I had the conversation I had with her was that she specifically makes lists that she knows she can get the highest MOV possible she can, and also looking at the points bit on this, she, she makes sure she gets the mission she wants. So this is a. Uh, 785.9 activation shadow collective list with Black Sun Vigo with improvised orders, uh, another Black Sun Vigo with nothing, Maul with push, choke, vigilance, tenacity, and the dark saber, four Black Sun Enforcers with uh, Magda Enforcer, Black Sun Enforcer, environmental gear, and frag grenades. Ouch! Uh, so that's four of those. One unit of Black Sun Enforcer with out the grenades. And without the extra enforcer, uh, but it has still got the magnet dude, and then an A five with the backwell medic, <laughs> just just because. Oh, I might as well heal black suns, keep them alive because they're tough, tough bastards. I I, I honestly think um, having having played against this list, um, that it just it's really really hard hitting, but if it doesn't kill what it needs to kill when it makes the dive, 
it it just it, it crumbles. Um, I think that the I think that the idea of the list is fantastic. Uh, I think that Maul is a great choice. Um, I think the speeder truck again really really good. Um, but so I played against Lila at LGT, uh, and as soon as I'd thrown Luke Skywalker um, into a lines with a standby on it, you know that was that that was game for the Black Suns as they couldn't do anything about it. Yep. Okay. Now here's the battle deck because she's got a fifteen point bid, so it's probably going to be hers. Uh, unless the drain works in the favor of Dumbledore. Objectives are breakthrough, recover, hostage, and payload. Deployments are advanced positions, major heads roll out danger close. I like the rollout because the vehicle, you stick something in and you do your um, smashy, smashy ball delivery system with the A5. Um, conditions are limited viz, rapid, uh, fortified positions, and supply drop. All of which are really good for me, particularly the rapid, because you can just plonk a black sun unit at range two and then. Next turn it goes donk donk and charges and smacks in. I just think that's fun. Yeah, if you if you ever if you ever have the opportunity to flip rapid reinforcements against this list, do it. <laughs> um, fortified would be quite nasty to play against though, because uh, you can stick the black suns behind there with cover and stuff, and just know that they're not going. That'd be very hard to kill. Not not. Yeah, but um, so you you played against it. Not I don't think you played. Did you play this exact one? Yeah, this oh, is what okay. yeah, this, this this is what I played against at, um, at LGT. So I was on, I was on Luke, uh, triple sniper, quad DLT, situational awareness, double officer, yeah. um, with um, with binox. Uh, and what happened was, um, Bella moved her bus up uh, to block line of sight to the Black Suns. They had a unit of Black Suns in there as well. Um, I've got four squads rolling seven black and a white critical one. Um, did, did a reasonable amount of plink damage to the bus in the first turn, uh, and then as a last activation, Luke ran into the bus, killed the bus, and then forced push unit of Black Suns into him. So Ooh. for the rest, like for the rest of the game, all Luke was doing was just standbying. Um, and the moment, and the moment Black Sun, the Black Suns that are with him starts to activate. If they disengage from Luke, Luke then jumps into another unit of Black Suns. Like You're making, like like making making a swing at them. You're a horrible individual. You that with that list. That's just uh, horrible, but it's fine. But, but, but that's what I mean. So, if 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 a singular model can take out two units out of action whilst you've still got a gun line firing down on it, yeah, um, you know the list does have its flaws. I think that it would benefit massively um, from potentially having a little like some pikes in there just to give a little bit more of a ranged fight, um, so that you're not having to do everything at range two. Um, I again, would. I I just thinking about it. If I knew I was going to come against the Jedi, I'd put a, I'd put a pike in there with a whip to say immobilize said potential Jedi and say you aren't moving. I know you'll be able to still do your standby stuff and attack, but you won't be able to move as freely from with them if that makes sense. In in that game, what was Maul doing then? Uh, so it was hostage exchange. Um, Maul ran for my hostage, so I decided right. so I decided to ignore Lila's hostage until towards. The very end uh, when Luke ran up the board and caught the Black Suns last turn, um, but she ran she ran Maul into um, into my hostage carrier to stop them from moving any closer to me. Um, I then disengaged with said hostage carrier and then used my gun line to kill Maul. Oh, so she didn't even take a standby to stay engaged with you. No, because it was a uh... oh, what was it? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember exact on it now because I think it was move, move, attack. Um, uh, okay. To uh, to try and do something there, um, yeah. I think, as I say, as a counter to what you were saying about your Luke, 
you've got to, if you're taking standbys, the only way around that, as, as you've said already, is True. to use maul to force push it. Um, like that's the only way you're going to get rid of your Luke, because if if it's close enough, but then you've got to commit maul to dealing with Luke, mm. which I think he can do. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely do think he can, but at th- like at that point, I think they're a tough decision to make because as soon as my hostage carrier reaches my lines, if it's untouched, I've then got a full gun line facing down at, at whatever you throw against me, and Luke isn't going to die straight away from Maul. And if Maul had standbyed into my hostage carrier, then Luke would have forced pushed Maul out of there, or he would have moved into, right, into a range enough to force Maul to make an attack. Um, and there was the, the way that the board was set up, so Luke could have been perfectly in the middle of a range one of Maul and a range one of Black Suns. Um, so Luke had options to, to go either way at that point. I think it, I think lose, losing the bus on the first turn certainly certainly was a hindrance, but I, I found that there was a split where four units of Black Suns and a bus came for the gun line and then Maul just went for the hostage carrier. You were blue at that point as well, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I think I went for a yeah. I think I went for a nineteen point bid with that list in the end, I think. Yeah, to try and outbid yeah. Blizzard. You had the, you had the second highest bid. Were, were you because I was the highest, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember the I remember the discussions. I think it was on the night before the morning mob, and it was just like, "Yeah, I've got the highest," and you were like, "Nah," and I was like, "Yeah," and you told me I was going to beat you by one. I'm not an aggressive. I'm not an aggressive crab cockles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought it was you on the cover of that Prodigy album. Sorry, mate. <laughs> but um, so yeah, that is a really good list, um, and. I I've, I played the I played Lila when she had the Pike version of it with Gar Saxon uh, at MKGT and as I say I got cocky thinking oh I can shoot some Pikes and try and remove elimination uh, activations but then forgot that Pikes hit really hard uh, I think that was the first time I actually played Shadow Collective ever as well um, I don't recall ah uh, no because I didn't play no Rich or Matt Haslam in Cambridge didn't had never had them I don't think I played Full Shadow so yeah that was new that was an experience that's an experience I won't forget. That's why I lost game one on MKGT. <sighs> there we go. But yeah, so that's our list. That's our uh, a little list dive for today. Um, if you have any more list suggestions, uh, we'd love to hear from you, even if they're fun or serious, um, or you just want to see if you can pick a list and then make it, and it might be um, like some sort of fake scenario, it might be um, Ollie's Luke DLT line or something like that. You may email us at that's no moon pod at gmail.com. Uh, that's no moon uh, that's no moon pod at gmail.com is our email. Feel free to email uh, and all that and all that stuff and let us know what's in your list and how you play it. Uh, I, incidentally, I didn't say what how Lila would play it. Um, it's called run out your face and roll lots of dice. That's exactly how apparently you play that list. And I, I, I think uh, I think that's I think that's uh, pretty bang on to be honest. Um, to round off the show events um so upcoming events i've got some stuff on the notes which have got element slash sanctuary andy uh what have you got can you tell us what's going on there and, and who's and who's doing that please oh, well ollie should be better doing with sanctuary since he's actually going oh there you go to element oh there you go well i'll say andy you do yours first ollie you do your next um so element i think from the latest post which was went out while i was on the podcast from justin is there's four tickets available left and so it's a 44-man tournament for two days on the uh, third and fourth of December, um, and 
it's going to be good. Like, it's the prize is um, very well sponsored. I think it's got Felder cases, um, the map company, the one who made the battle mats. Um, they're also on it. Um, and um, there's a lot of players who are up and down the country. I think the Newcastle lot are coming. We're, How are you, the lads? I think some of them are going, aren't they? Are we, are, we, are we getting Dave and Stick? Oh, I think so. Oh, what a joyous time! Ollie's face yeah. just lit up there. It did, mate. It did. <laughs> After I've looked down the list and double checked that, now I've said that. Um, but I know, like me, me and Ollie are going. Dave Grant's going. He's bringing his daughter, um, and there's a few other people. Um, so it'll be a nice regular scene of people, um, and some hopefully some new faces as well. Nice, so that's cool. Um, that would be, and that so that's element. Uh, Ollie, you got what's your one? Sanctuary. Please. So this is uh, uh, Sutton in Sutton in Ashfield. Um, it is a two-day tournament. Uh, should be six rounds, no cut. Uh, I believe is what they said. Uh, so again, I've not been up to Sanctuary before, but I believe they've got a very very good Legion community up there. Um, I know it's a regular for Dave. So there's people like D- me, Dave, uh, Jack Prouting, who we mentioned before. I think Nav is going as well. Sanctuary, um, just for those who don't know where that is in Sutton and Ashfield, because where is that? Uh, so that is about, it's, it's just above Nottingham. I'm assuming my geography is correct. Midlands, right, cool. Yeah. So uh, it's, you know, from, from me, it's about an hour and 20 minute drive, give or take. Uh, so it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's fairly central. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'm excited to go and play there for the first time. Uh, I'm definitely not running a nice list. I am running Vader Blizzard Force again. Um, Boo! You know, Boo. Po- po- points make prizes. <laughs> is it, oh, yeah. For well. the if you are going to Element, don't forget lists are due tomorrow, so it's Friday the twenty fifth. Are they? Oh, look at your face. <laughs> oh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> to, mate, to be honest, I messaged Dave today, just going, "What do you mean there was a list submission for Sanctuary?" <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the list for submission for Element is tomorrow. Um, cool. Oh, which is at Stockport. I didn't say that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Stockport, up, the, up north. Up um, north. Up north. Uh, and then lastly, we were contacted. Uh, Simon, uh, Simon, for the love, let us know about, uh, I wrote it down and it's disappeared. Uh, there Harlequins. Is Harlequins in Preston. Um, he's in, in December. I haven't got the date to hand exactly, but I will we'll, we'll share it and post it. So you'll see, I think it's early December because I couldn't make it and all that jazz. But this is going to be something that they're regularly going to do, and there's going to, they're going to build on each each event, and hopefully it's going to be a monthly thing. So if you're up and around Preston, um, there's your jam. If you want to go up there regularly and get some regular games and, and um, evolve your lists and games and things, uh, head up to Harlequins and they'll be able to sort you out there. Um, other than that, I've got no events coming up until we next until, until we next have a until we next have a show. I won't be able to make it just because family life that's just what happens uh, i will try and get some casual games in uh, where possible but uh, i know there were some major plans maybe that we might try and do something uh, towards the end of the year but we are planning to have another show before christmas so expect lads expect uh one or two maybe but minimum one definitely because of the way things go on and i think if the time's well hopefully the points drop should have happened and we can discuss that at length but also because it'll be near Christmas, we'll be talking some Christmassy type stuff as well. Because why the hell not? Um, uh, just, just, just for all the viewers at home, Cockles has promised to sing you all Christmas carols. 
uh, when we do our Christmas special. So make sure to look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, so we're like Jingle Bells, jing- uh, Jingle Bells, Vader smells, Luke Skywalker flew away, something like that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm glad you're not in the uh, entertainment industry, my friend. I'm, I'm just going to point Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> just putting out there. Where um, and what 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 are you known for in Legion? Winning games, Andy. Winning games, me. Oh, in Germany, oh, he's the karaoke guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because it's because it's because no, we, we were too drunk and didn't make it to karaoke at MKG no, too. It's literally yes, it's true. But it's literally like literally. Uh, Dennis was around and like I'd go meet meet Dennis in Germany and say, "Hey, mate, nice to see you again." All this sorts of stuff. And he'd be chatting to someone and they'd be like, and they would they'd say something in German again. He'd go, "No, no, no, this is Cockles. This is the karaoke guy." And, and it's like, I'm not the Legion guy. Then. No, 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 just no, it's, it's cool. Okay, no worries, mate. That's fine. I know my lot in life. It's all good. I do um, like Dennis. It, absolute legend. Real top bloke. Um, he, I actually, you know, you gave me that Sabre Yoda Padme list. Uh, I then messaged him on Discord to say, hey, help, what happens? And uh, yeah, he gave me some words of advice. <laughs> Didn't work out well then, did it? <laughs> Never mind. Um, so yeah, that's the end of the show. Uh, we've had a, a lot to talk about. Uh particularly the MOV, uh, Strength of Jedi debate. I feel like that will be going on for a long time, but that's mainly because of my bitterness, uh, <laughs> but not because of my, my, my brilliance or anything like that at all, really. Um, if you have anything, you have any questions for us, uh, as I said about this, feel free to contact us via our Facebook page. Uh, that's No Moon Podcast, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Um, please give us a like and a follow because that will just help grow the community and things. Um, we have grand plans going forward and all this sorts of stuff, so stay tuned. Um, and uh, we look forward to sharing them as they as we gradually release them like birds and uh, let you happy to join us or not join us as the case may be um andy anything to end on anything for yourself uh keep an eye on social media um for mkgt news as well as uh, that's no moon podcast news yes exactly ollie anything from yourself uh nothing no, nothing major uh, but if you are if you've got any queries or any questions you would like answered uh you can find me on discord i am under the username cbt3 that's no moon um so you can pop me a message or pop a message over to our facebook page or instagram Exactly, and I've got a couple of last little things to say. I'm just going to say, I'm going to put that out. So I think uh, it's coming towards the end of the American football season. I just want to put out there: it's been great fun having an, an American football Legion fantasy football league that we've had, oh, it's been which has been brilliant. Uh, just we've divided it: those who are Americans are the um, are the rebels, and those who are not Americans are in the Empire, uh, <laughs> the separatists in the Republic. It was I thought it was quite good, um, and uh, we will update and let you know how that ends because it looks like. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm, Ollie, joint, I'm, I'm joint top. You Ooh. might you might go out and win, and that would be hilarious for a Brit to go out and win an American football. Do, do, thing. do you know why it's even more hilarious? Because I've never watched a game of American football in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you've absolutely smashed me in the two games you played, but that's because you had players that scored on lots of points. I think that's, um, that's, that's how it goes. But yeah, so how did thank you, you even pick players? Oh, I mean, you know what, mate? <laughs> Winging a prayer. Winging a prayer. And, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's done me well. So I can't, I can't really but complain. I like his name. His name's Tyreek Hill, though. Done. Exactly. That's exactly. exactly what he did. T Hill? Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so thanks for all that have taken part, uh, those the Brits and the Yanks and that as well. Uh, and also, uh, final thing, thank, happy Thanksgiving to those across the pond. And we look forward to seeing you all on the next show. I say see, hearing from you. Yeah, that things. It's an audio format. You've been listening to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. To keep up to date with us, please like and follow us on Facebook 
That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. And Instagram, that's No Moon Podcast. <laughs>